0: It is the last Sunday in July? That's right, folks. Summer is rapidly burning through the calendar we are we are deep into the second half of the year here 2018 just 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 moving along and your boys here on the chair shop podcast continue to accomplish nothing but we're back on another sunday to bring you some more wrestling chat some more life guff some more movie talk and uh, all the other stuff you've come to to love and expect including a return of our new quiz, which we debuted last week, so look forward to that. Uh, bringing all this to you, of course, is myself, Barry Murphy, one of the co-hosts here on the ShareShop podcast. And uh, joined, as always, by my ever-dependable co-host, first of all, Mr. Joe Towner.
1: Hi there, Barry. Uh,
0: just before we started recording there, uh, the, the popo did come through in your neighbourhood, um, uh, so hopefully the remainder of the show should be pig-free. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> just keep sketch just keep sketch just in case you know you don't want the five o. 0 bringing yeah, down the door yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, this, yeah, so. we'll pull the blinds down
0: uh, and uh, rounding out the trio here uh, the quiz master the producer uh, Mr. Uh, Paolo Griffin
2: do you think that eventually we'll reveal in like a big twist that I'm actually the chief of police and I've been responsible
1: Eh, yeah, classy <laughs> miasma <Yeah. laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, hello everyone
0: oh. uh, yeah you did me twice <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
0: um yeah, so we got a uh a, a busy run down here uh, uh to get through uh got a little bit of life cough i was on the road this week, gents. Oh,
2: uh, Barry Murphy's been owned I mean, by the road, I want to say. I I tell you wow. what. By the big red oh. face I saw on, on a picture of him. So.
0: <laughs> Hello. Oh, he's having a pop. He's having a pop at my appearance. There you go. There's, there's, your, there's your, your fluffy, light, entertainment, you know, fucking whatever the fuck. Wow. Uh, well,
2: it, it, uh, Barry was on a nice adventure to Cork watching Good Rest in the show. What was I doing sitting around in me hole? Hmm. That's right. Who's the real winner? I,
0: y- yeah, well, probably still you. But, uh.
2: Um, <laughs> I don't know about that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I went to a little city called Cork, which, uh, is in the same province as Limerick. So, it was not as much of a trek as I've had to make in the past, uh, uh to Dublin, uh, the big smoke, uh, for uh, a new wrestling company called Phoenix Wrestling, which I didn't quite understand why they called it Phoenix Wrestling, but it did, they did say. Uh, in an article on balls.ie which is a kind of lads culture uh, football and miscellaneous men topics website uh, that uh, CCW which is a promotion we've never talked about on this show because neither of us have ever watched it or gone to it uh, they've they've been around for 15 years they've been kind of omnipresent on the scene it seems they are more or less done uh, and some of the people involved in that, and some other folks who were not involved in that managerially, have started up Phoenix Wrestling. So uh, me and a few of the lads who I usually attend OTT with went to Cork for that. We had a great time. Um, uh, Cork's all right. I've never been out in Cork before, uh, I save you know I like think once in in college. I uh, do like a mystery tour, but that wasn't really much. But uh, it was it was uh, it's a nice town uh the weather broke for the first time in in uh about two weeks uh we had a brief return of of heat guff uh this week i know joe probably had it worse than you and i paul mm. uh, uh the absolutely uh, it wasn't it wasn't disgusting over here but it was very humid and then the rain came and it remained humid it remained disgusting and close and and sticky but uh the, the rain was there so that that kind of hindered us but uh had a great weekend um The show seems to have been something of a runaway uh, success because they are in a a tiny little building called the Kino uh, in in Cork City Centre. It it appears to be some kind of like small entertainment focused venue. um, And we expected, you know, being the first show uh, from a new promotion in a new city, all Irish talent. No, no imports. We were expecting an all right crowd, but we weren't expecting much. We rocked up a few minutes after doors were scheduled to open, and the queue was absolutely massive. Uh, we got into the venue, obviously al- al- almost dead last. Uh, it was me and a group of about 12 others, and we had absolutely nowhere to stand. We were like, the, the, the ring crew literally told the people sitting on one side of the ring, can you all pick up your chairs and scoot forward a little bit so that, like, these these latecomers can, like, pile in behind you? Like, it seems like they actually picked a very good venue for... A mo- if they had modest expectations for the crowd, because you know Ireland, we've talked about this on the show before. You know, not 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 a hot wrestling territory by any stretch of the imagination, but they packed this tiny little building out. You can go to my uh, Twitter at the Barryland on Twitter for for photos of the uh, uh, of the event. They genuinely packed it out, uh, so they had to do a lot of shuffling around. We were sent to one side of the ring. We were sent to the entrance way. We uh, you know, but then we were told there's actually too many of you to stand by the entranceway way. Because people can't fucking make their entrances, so uh, there was a VIP section on the stage, which actually looks to be friends and family of people involved in the show. Because uh, they they had little tables, they all looked like mams and dads. They did not; they were not wearing Bullet Club shirts. You know, they were uh, they were wearing kind of sort of nice attire, <laughs> not not befitting of, of of the theme of the show. Um, and so they uh, were were sitting on the stage. Uh, and they had tables and they were like they were like drinking like wine and stuff. And the staff, to be fair, you know, the staff actually made sure they didn't let us go without some to stand. They said, OK, sorry, folks, we're going to have to shuffle things around here. You can keep your seats, but we have to take the tables away and like scoot you forward so that these miscreants can stand behind you, which we did. And it was great. I love I love standing near people like that in a show because they had. They they, they seem like they'd never seen wrestling before, but they were very very amused by it, and also constantly taken aback by the things we were shouting and the you know the things of that nature. So huge thumbs up for them for for packing that that uh, uh, venue out. It was a it was a, it was a fun show. It was not it, it was not at the level of a, of an ott, it, it, but it was a, a good time. Uh, the venue had a Bitcoin ATM in this, so if you ever want to go buy a T-shirt at the merch stand and you trade exclusively in Bitcoin usually, you could do that. Um, yeah, it was good time. I'm not going to run, run down the card, but one thing I will say was that it was it was very odd, because I mentioned, Paul, you and I, we've never talked about CCW on this show. I've barely even... I've watched the odd clip of it here there. I've never really followed it. I've never followed the kind of Cork wrestling scene. There was a number of names on this show who, who'd never been in OTT before and had never been kind of prominently featured in any kind of UK promotions. Mm-hmm. But... There was a lot of shirts in the crowd that I, that I didn't recognize that looked to be kind of CCW-themed. And it did seem like they have their own uh, small but very real cult fan base there. And it seemed like the dubs or the acts that were typically associated with OTT were kind of the heel acts. Ooh. And we were very confused by this. And, and it was almost like, I suppose, in their own weird way, I suppose OTT is kind of like the big leagues, isn't it? It's their yeah. the ones doing National Stadium with Minoru Suzuki and Matt Riddle and Will Ospreay, whereas it, you know, the CCW, they are very much just your real, your actual, just uh, indie-level Irish uh, uh, wrestlers. It was, it was just very, very interesting. They, it, it really was... I, kind of yeah,
2: yeah I, I really, really like the idea that there are companies out there that are doing shows with just the Irish gang, to be
0: Absolutely, honest. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah and, they, and as I said, I mean, they... They, I, It looks like they made their money on this show. It really did. Because, um, uh, uh, with, and not only just Irish, but there was no uh, Session Moth and there was no Jordan Devlin. So the two biggest stars on the island were not even on this show. So uh, to mm. think what they could do without, and I think that was a good thing as well, because again, you know, they had um, Ricky Combat, a person I'd never seen before, but I'd heard his name, big CCW guy, you know, he was in the main event, Ballymon Bruiser, who I think was like a lower card guy in OTT way back when he was in the main event. They had their guys in the main event, and they sold out their little venue, you know, uh, without having to just, you know, ape OTT style and fly in, you know, Will Ospreay. They didn't have to do that, mm-hmm. um, and it's good. So it was great to see. But I did, see, yeah, I, I kind of to my friend. It was like a, like a less violently passionate kind of ROH CZW thing. It's like there was that kind of divide where they, they really rallied for their guys in against um, uh, the uh, the outsiders. But I, can, I you can definitely tell the. Um, the vibe of Phoenix is to take advantage of the whole the whole country's wrestling scene because there was a lot of OTT guys on the show, and they uh, uh, they put up a little video on their on their Twitter before the show, um, just talking about how oh you know it's very important just that we ju- just use Irish talent because it's such a great pool at the moment, and and they really did pull from it. They had the more than hype guys, they had Be Cool, um, they had Valkyrie. Um, uh, that was that that was the match that I think that atmosphere was best reflected. Uh, Valkyrie versus Raven Creed, semi-main event, great match, a better than any women's match in OTT I could think of, short of maybe one or two matches on Defiant. Really great match. I think it could have main evented, um, uh, and and Raven Creed, obviously you've seen her in OTT, and... big heel, but but in, in Cork she's she's kind of more of a tweener. I wouldn't say she was a fake because her shtick is very heely, mm. but. Um, the crowd took time into her and, and kind of, you know, didn't want to necessarily get behind Valkyrie, but um, yeah, it was a it was a, a really good time. Um, uh, now, one thing I will say, you know, us, us snobs, us,
2: hello, you know, hello. Uh,
0: us, us bourgeois OTT fans who who pay forty five quid to, to go to National Stadium and watch New Japan lads have matches, um, it was the atmosphere was great. It was cool seeing them rally for their guys. I did not think that ccw cork guys were that good <laughs> the, the, oh. uh, the ricky combat was in their main event he's he got the big pop of anyone on the show more popular than than any anyone dublin or cork based otherwise he came out he wasn't he wasn't terrible it was not like he was a bad wrestler but uh just kind of kind of indie you know kind of right. he did a, a go to sleep and a cattle mutilation you know that kind okay. of thing yeah, yeah he just did uh, uh popular moves now he was Tall and he had like a, a like a good physique, so he he looked like a wrestler. So at the very least, he he didn't look indie, but but you know just he didn't he didn't jump off you know off page or page is a bad term, but he didn't jump out at me as as like this elite level guy. Where it's like oh I I want to see him in, in OTT next month. He's so good. Like the, like he didn't come off that good. Um, you you've seen the Armstrongs, right? You've seen them at least once. in I OTT?
2: haven't, I haven't, but I've heard about them.
0: So did you did you watch even the VOD?
2: I've not seen an Armstrongs okay.
0: match. You've not seen the match, okay? So, their first match in OTT, I thought they were kind of gobbled up by the Angel Cruisers. They didn't get a whole lot to, to, to show off. So, I was like, fair enough. Then their second match in Contenders, I thought was not very good. Um, and was that, like, was with, that
2: was with, like, the... Um, rough stuff. Rough yeah, stuff. rough City stuff. Flexer like, and the other boy, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I was like, okay, not there, not there. I mean, so, they, they opened this show, and I believe one or both of them, I can't tell, one of them is involved in the running of this place anyway. So, they opened up um, against uh, Collar and Elbow, which is uh, Justy and uh, Alexander Dean. who i like a lot they're they're a good team and i was just like i said i said it to my friend who's also been to contenders and seen them twice and like me wasn't too impressed after that match i was just like okay they're they're just not good they're just not it's not a case of seeing them in their element in their home city like it's just like their thing is like they they have shirts that say baby effing face like in the ecw font I'm like okay that's fine Mm -hmm. and they 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 asked me they like did they try and get people to chat babyface one of them gets in the ring and his thing is he he's the the one he's called a butch i believe and his thing is he chants get Butch over and i was like oh it's all it's all fourth wall uh sticky you know i i didn't really like it the match is nothing special uh, so so like 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 all the all the you know some of the like raven creed is the most impressive person who i would say is kind of native to the city uh, i wasn't blown away by anyone else but uh, in general i thought it was uh, a solid show up and down the card uh, there was a team uh, that faced more than hype called flight mode i believe they are also cork natives they were very impressed just a team of kind of young kind of white meat baby face high flyers really really great uh, i think everyone would be happy to see a rematch uh, on a contenders or something like that soon uh, both again like more than hype they both looked very very young but extremely promising um so yeah that was good so yeah i got to see wrestling in a new city um, and got to see wrestling, you know, very successful, you know, packing a crowd in. And, and the show, uh, it started late, but it breezed by once it started. It didn't drag or anything. Um, there was no, uh, like, like I said, the opener did, didn't do much. Recently. I just don't like the Armstrongs. Beyond that, I thought there was nothing bad on the show, really. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, then we went out and I got extremely drunk. And, um, um, and we had a lovely hungover breakfast in Cork um and uh, yeah came on that was it There was no you know no, no, no real uh uh news or life stuff beyond that um but uh yeah so uh they they will be running in cork again next month and they will be running in limerick in september
2: uh, so you'll be able so. to, you'll be able to bury their talent twice more it's funny because i, I on. <laughs> not only did barry say the cork lads not that good uh, Lyric B Cork in the Ga today as well, so it's a, a horrible day for Cork overall.
1: Oof. Um, Oof. And, and would... they have to live in Cork
2: as well. <laughs> Those voices, what's going on down there?
0: Yeah, it's so, like it's like. It, hey, listen, I tell you what, right? I I would say right now, Raven Creed is the best women's wrestler in Ireland. I'd say that much, and she's a Cork girl. So Ooh, okay, so There's that? Did you and notice? Like, by
2: the way, you mentioned Defiant. Um, who's not booked for Defiant? Raven Creed. Well, even more kind of glaringly. Uh, Session Ma. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't uh, she? I she's, wonder if she's
0: um, she's, she's on she the
2: poster, it. but she's not listed as like she's, she's her doing a move. I think she's not listed yeah. as one of the names, which is interesting.
0: Maybe she's um, maybe she's got another tour in stardom. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh but yeah that's up. but they, they i mean they've got enough people listed there but no i, I don't want to be overly harsh like i said like like the armstrongs i i don't need to see them ever again but like ricky combat yeah like i know i said he was indie. he wasn't bad it's not like he was like the shits it's just that that you know you, you know when you see a guy just do a move that even or like two moves in succession that are like tv wrestler moves do you know what i mean
2: when i've seen enough pretty strong style matches
0: <laughs> yeah 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 but but like they're doing it in this and this might be worse depending on who you ask but they're doing it under this like veil of like irony it's a wink
2: and a nod basically it's, it's a tongue wink and, a nod, in whereas, cheek.
0: But, and it's not just something that only he does like I mean, i've OTT wrestlers do it as well um uh God, just, just some people just when they make their signature spots things that that are really famous moves that uh, that like popular wrestlers do the stunner yeah, which is the thing I've seen. Well, I've seen I've seen the wrestler of an O.T.T. match do a stunner and a rock bottom before, not as a joke either. Uh, so, so it's not it's not a it's not a um, a shot at them, but um, but yeah, no, I I did enjoy the show quite a bit, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll definitely be going. in. I probably won't be going to next month's Cork one, but I'll definitely be, the Limerick one is around the corner from my house. It's in the venue uh, uh, O.T.T. used to run in, in Limerick. Okay. So,
2: Lovely.
0: Uh, yeah. So that was that. That was. That my uh that was my life
2: this week very good we had um we had one of the one of the rats pass away during the week um yeah one of the originals i guess you'd say um guinea pigs still doing all right little frodo though went uh went to the old rat cage in heaven um, oh. so we're down to now What we have two rats now two, and three guinea pigs so the zoo imagine you go to heaven and you're still living in a cage <laughs> well the rat <laughs> field I guess then not rat cage necessarily rainbow huh the rainbow, the rainbow bridge not saying yeah he was fine and then as it is often with these kind of pets he was fine and then he was not fine oh no he started having seizures and stuff so he had to oh, it no. uh. so the other rats are kind of sad about it Um, That was kind of the most notable thing of the week. And then there was a birthday party here yesterday, so I I ate a lot of cake. And I'm very full now of cake. Although there's still some left. I might have some more before I go to sleep. Um, So that was fun. had some barbecue and had some cake, as I said. Apart from that, it was just work. I was in work quite early this week, so I was up at 6 every morning to get the train out. (sighs) That's, well, that's why I watched so many movies this week, watching movies in and out.
1: How long is this train journey again?
2: Uh, about 45 minutes in, maybe an hour in, 45 minutes back. So I, I do get a full movie in it every day.
1: That's or, fair to say, yeah. More or less, yeah. My, my, my commute's probably similar, but I wouldn't be bothered to watch a movie on the train, to be honest i don't know why but <laughs> the idea doesn't well i just
2: have me. my little tablet that i pop in my bag you know so when you... i'm sitting on the train I take out the tablet have my bluetooth headphones on pop on a movie
1: it might because i don't sit down on the train i'm standing up. oh well if i was
2: standing i wouldn't hold my
1: tablet and watch a movie yeah it, it's
2: because it's so early um i'm almost guaranteed a seat so yeah it's true if I'm standing, I'll just pop on a podcast and listen to
1: that. It. Oh, pop yeah,
2: pop on a lovely pop uh, on the old podcasts and that. Hop
1: the old headphones in your ears. Yes. Um. So it did. It did rain finally this week. <sighs> it was lovely, wasn't it? Oh, it was lovely. I was walking to Sainsbury's. It was pissing down. And I was I was loving it. <laughs> um. First time it's rained in about must be seven weeks. Um. In the UK. Yes. So that was that was that was a relief because it was like, it was. Something silly like 94 Fahrenheit on Thursday, was it, or Friday, I can't remember, but awful, absolutely awful. Mm. Um, and then Friday, it was really, really hot, and at lunchtime, I went out for and for a little walk and decided to buy um, like a soft serve ice cream, mm-hmm. which was very nice, but as I walked out of the shop, it basically turned to liquid. <laughs> so I was there, oh. trying, to, like, trying, to, trying to drink this ice cream before it ran all over my hands. But yeah, it was, it was very nice. Um
2: There's a shop in League Slip that does really nice uh what we call in ninety nine, I don't know if they what they call them in the America, but a ninety nine yeah cone with a nice flake in it. It's just so satisfying on a hot day.
1: Oh, oh god. Yeah. So that was good. Um, I went out Wednesday and Thursday, which is all right. But I get a bit grumpy if I have to go out two nights in a row. Now it's uh, especially on school nights because I get a bit tired. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got through that, and then weekend's been pretty boring. But you know, at least it's been cold at night.
2: Premier so League's coming back soon, anyway. Yeah,
1: boy. Oh, I, I wa I watch United to watched...
2: be shit. I watched that friendly last night, by the way, United against Liverpool. No, I haven't. Ooh, load of old bollocks, baby. Lost 4-1 with all the yeah. kids on the team playing against Mo Salah and Sané. <laughs> they got eaten alive.
1: I uh, mean, to be fair, all of our players were in the latter stages of the World Cup. Or like half a dozen of them were. Yeah. So we're, we're waiting for them to come back. Uh, and all of our other players are shit. So That's the problem, isn't it? That is the problem, yeah. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah,
2: football. Isn't it? Quite come down from the excitement of the World Cup, but never... It is it's never, a bit humdrum. Nevertheless.
1: nevertheless.
2: So, that's Life Cuff That's the Life Golf. Anyone watch any telly?
0: Um, I watch a little programme you might have heard of called Father Ted. Oh! Uh, what's that about? Uh, It's about this... Um, you won't believe this, right? It's about three priests and they live ah, on, on this shitty little island. Ah, go um, on. Uh, and then so they get up to all sorts of misadventures.
1: Uh,
0: uh. I'm not sure what, what possessed me to start watching it again, but I was like hung over and didn't have the energy for anything that required my attention, so I had to watch something that, that I could... Did I already know all the words to? It just needed it to soothe me, so I watched Father Ted again from the beginning. So I what? watched it like...
2: Well, sure. Aren't, aren't they producing a Father Ted musical that's coming out soon? Did I hear that?
0: Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta dust up on on, on the lore before the musical.
2: Exactly. Or uh, you won't you know what's happening otherwise.
0: No, okay, okay You don't want to, you you don't, don't want to
2: do get al question mark.
0: <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I unfortunately did not watch any new telly. I watched uh, the new, the next episode of Who Is America.
2: Uh, I heard that was good. Like oh yeah. yeah, way better. Way it
1: was better. So much better. That first uh, segment with the guy, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe him, but the one who got his ass out. And was yeah, the
0: such, Sub-Geor- such a sub-Georgia House representative who had to resign.
1: I was, I was literally squealing in uh, anxiety watching that. It was so cringe-inducing. It was absolutely bizarre, absolutely bizarre. Astounding, was- really
0: it was like the perfect realization of what you'd want this concept to be, but it was almost too perfect. Um, yeah. The whole, the whole show was, was really great. Um, the, the, the kind of Nathan Fielder influence was very much felt in this one, I think. Uh, Cause he is working mm. on the show. So uh, yeah, that was better. If, if anyone like us was not impressed with the first episode and bid it, I would recommend checking out the second. Um, uh, Cause it's, it's, it gives you the impression that the show is uh, is worth keeping up with. So that was good. Uh, other than that, uh, no no new telly for myself.
1: Um, yeah, I watched that. I've also watched uh, Anthony Bourdain's series, Parts Unknown. So this is the, the chef, travel uh, critic and chef who died a few weeks ago. Hmm. Um, so when he died, they had um, – I went on Netflix and they had one of his series on there. It was – I think one that he was sort of doing out of contractual obligation because it was really bad and he obviously yeah. did not give a shit. So I wasn't particularly impressed. But then I think they added Parts Unknown, which is one of his um, kind of better received uh, series where he goes to kind of unusual or almost dangerous places around the world. It's really, really fantastic. So he goes to um, <clears throat> Libya sort of, you know, a couple of years after the fall of Gaddafi. And it's it's really, really intriguing. Really, really interesting show. Um, so I'd recommend that. There's it, quite a few series on there, so um, lots to get through. Yeah, that's really, really good. He goes to Koreatown in Los Angeles as well, and then to Quebec and these other kind of places. It's really, really good. Um, on, a, on a similar note, I've also been watching Hotel Hell um, with Gordon Ramsay, where he goes to hotels and tells them they're shit and tries to pick <laughs> the hotel. Um, slightly different from Parts Unknown. Um, well, I would say something to watch for, out for is that Gordon basically gets his ass out in every episode. <laughs> um, because, <laughs> and I, started notice, I was watching it in order, right? Each, each, the whole series, and every episode he gets his ass out. Why? Right. And it's, well, it's a good question, Paul. I don't know why... He, <laughs> They, it's quite gratuitous as well, it's not like you see a little flash of art. it's...
2: Is it, like, right, is it like a thing or he does where he's like oh, you've really pissed me off now here comes
1: the arse No, the the the, the subterfuge is him uh, trying out the shower or the bath in the hotel room <laughs> Why but for some David... reason for, yeah, for some reason, not only do they show him using the shower in the hotel, they have to sh- show him taking his pants off before he gets in and showing his big Scottish arse. <laughs> it's like William on Regal at No Mercy television.
2: 2006 the basically old, the old Dingle um, yeah.
1: so you know different types of of kind of travel eating show there you've got one that sort of looks at different cultures and one that looks at Gordon Ramsay's arsehole <laughs> if you like that so um both
2: good there. <laughs> both good well see I, oh, I don't know cause I, I, I like looking at cultures but also Gordon yeah. Ramsay's are so I don't know which one to watch. Yeah, it's tough,
1: isn't it? Uh-huh. It's part, parts unknown and parts very much well-known.
2: Do you want to watch um, food from Krakow or do you want to watch uh, Crack? I don't know.
1: Anyway, game <coughs> Game GameGuff. Barry, take us away. Oh, yeah, sorry,
0: only me this week. Uh, yeah, I played some more Hollow Knight, which I mentioned last week that I, I was kind uh, uh, <clears> of... <throat> messing around with it but didn't quite get its hooks into me i i think they kind of are into me now i played some more on the train going up to uh to cork uh yeah it's just really great i discussed it last week it's kind of a uh metroidvania with kind of dark souls influence and um i just got my uh my first power up and i remember immediately getting it and realizing oh oh i know exactly the, the 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 path that was blocked that is now unblocked by me having this. Mm. And it was a very satisfying feeling and I trekked all the way back to it and I, I got to kind of clear the obstacle that was in my way. So, you know, that's always a great feeling in a game. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it now. I'm, I'm uh, kind of chipping away at it. It'll probably be my uh, my go-to commute game for for the next week or so. Um, yeah, but other than that, uh, uh, not a whole lot else. So um, if there's no other game go, we can probably jump into a... a Bumper edition of, uh, oh. uh, of Movie Golf Paul's been a busy boy.
2: So many mo- wow. I think we have 11 movies total we're going to talk about today. So if you're a movie fan, buckle down. Um, sure, I'll start off with a few movies that we talked about last week. Because um, I've watched this week quite a few of the movies that Barry talked about last week. So we can kind of discuss them again. Uh, starting off with uh, Skyscraper, which I saw in the cinema on Monday uh which of course stars the rock as a man with one leg who has to climb up a, a skyscraper to save his family in that um i i didn't think it was horrible to be honest i thought no. it was i thought it was as i think it, like you said it's fine um i think it it does some things really well and then it does other things kind of quite poorly but it, it do, i think it does have that one scene that is i think legitimately great which is the scene that if you've seen the trailer you know the rock climbs up a crane and jumps across into the building that i think if if skyscraper came out in the late 80s or or early 90s we would think of that scene like we do with you know jurassic park with the 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 cup of water with the top of it rippling with the footsteps yeah, it's like one of those scenes that because it's happened now it's kind of throwaway But I I do think it's kind of like... I hesitate to say something like iconic or... But it was definitely a very memorable, well-done set piece in the middle of what was otherwise quite a standard action movie. Um, Yeah, I don't really have much else to say about it. I thought the villains were quite weak and got bumped off in in unspectacular fashion. Um, Yeah, There's a lot of quite predictable things that they set up very very overtly that you know are gonna
0: did you did you hate the ending was was it too on the nose for you yeah it was kind of farcical wasn't it
2: it was it it, it, if you've not if you're going to see skyscraper we won't spoil it but imagine if you know at the end of enter the dragon if you've seen enter the dragon where they have like the the fight in the hollow mirrors imagine if 10 minutes into enter the dragon they were walking around that room for no reason, so the bad guy could show off his hollow mirrors and give like a like. Imagine if we fought it here, wouldn't that be mad? Um, Skyscraper does a very similar thing, um, and then the the actual like payoff at the very end of it is so dumb. It's so dumb. It doesn't make any sense. We it, we don't talk about it too much, but Skyscraper is is okay.
0: I'll say this much: that anyone who hasn't seen it yet, who's listening to this you will know what we're talking about when you see it because it's so silly um.
2: but there's even there's stuff that's set up for no reason other than to be paid off later like the stuff like early on the Rock's wife her phone's not working and she goes to the Rock um, Rock me phone's not working he's like honey <laughs> turn it off and turn it on again remember that always works and then of course later in the film she she does a thing and goes, Hey, I just turned it off and on again. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's like, also, how lazy are your writers that you have to act like he's some kind of tech savvy person that he knows you can turn something off and turn it back on again and it'll work. The most rudimentary bit of fucking, you know, that everyone knows.
2: And the fact that she didn't know to do that just made me think that she was an idiot. Anyway. Skyscraper. Yeah. Uh to tell you how good The Rock's uh, cinematography is by the way um, filmography, he's not a cinematographer at all as far as I'm aware um, I, pu- I, I put it at his 8th or ninth best film of like 30 that I've seen <laughs> so there's like 20 worse than that um, I then saw The Incredibles and The Incredibles 2 just saw Incredibles 2 there today um, yeah I, I think they're both very good definitely both middle of the pack i don't understand the people who put the incredibles at like number one of all the pixar movies i don't get it i That's think it's weird yeah it's a it's weird. a fine superhero movie i know that it came out before the like current deluge of superhero movies but it's like it's fairly standard and um n- when i was watching it natalie mentioned something to me that really kind of stuck in my mind and i think is very true is that the mr incredible character is just like extremely selfish um, of course, yeah. To, to yeah. the point of like hurting his family, where he's he he don't he's like he's like a, an addict. He doesn't care about his family. He just wants to get his his little moment of glory that he craves, and it actually m- makes his character quite unlikable. And that actually, I was surprised because that continued over a bit into the second one. Um, they're both fine. I think it. I think I probably liked the first one a little bit more. I don't know that it's better necessarily, but The Incredibles two, I. <sighs> I don't know. I, I felt it was very, very predictable. Um, again, not to spoil anything, but like 15 minutes in, they befriend these like billionaires and you're like, well, of course the fucking billionaires aren't good people. They're fucking billionaires, you idiot. Um, uh, I liked all the baby stuff. That The baby was very funny. Um, kids don't have much to do again. It was fine. I think the plot... The, I just the
0: Dash did not have much to do with this film at all.
2: No. Um, and I think that's what I was kind of hoping for, was that because they they didn't really do much in the first movie, that they would have to be a bit more fleshed out, and they kind of weren't, really. Um, I, I think... I need to check this on IMDb, because I haven't had a chance to look at it since I watched the movie, but I think there was a couple of Breaking Bad voices in there. It sounded like... Um,
0: Bob Odenkirk is in
2: it. Bob Odenkirk and did Mike, the guy who played Mike, did he play the
0: Yeah, he's the fixer guy. He's, he's the, the he's Mike, guy. basically.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that that was a nice little thing for Breaking Bad fans. But the the movie itself was I, I would say it cut above the typical Pixar sequels, but was still not uh like Coco this year, which was mind blowingly good. Um then uh, I watched Blockers with everyone's favorite wrestler, John Cena. Hell yeah. And that was a very funny movie. Um, I liked that it told what was quite a conventional story from like a different viewpoint with it being about like a sex movie about girls rather than boys. Um, and that kind of allowed them to do like a new style of joke and that kind of thing. I thought John Cena was far and away the best thing in the movie. Um, he plays that kind of character very, very well. Uh, the the other actor Ike, um, whatever his name is, I really don't like him very much. But I thought he was fine in this as well. Um, it got a little schmaltzy at the end, which you know, it's fine. You got you got to have to expect. Kind of got, it, got a know, bit I mean, of schmaltz oh, oh. at the end. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, it, it it was good. It was good. I don't know that it was super super funny or super memorable, but I, th- I thought it was generally all around good. Uh, I watched Planet 51, which is a, an animated movie with The Rock in it. Another one ticked off my Rock checklist. I think I've only got five more movies to watch that The Rock is um, not in a cameo in, but is properly in. Um, Planet 51 is, uh, is quite bad. It, it always seems like it's on the verge of being all right, and then it always just turns back into badness. Um, the dialogue is really, really poor. The joke's are all like leaden the rock's not very good in it the art style is ugly Um, yeah I didn't like it at all I watched uh, the new Mission Impossible movie today Mission Impossible Fallout Uh, yeah
0: I I really want to watch that but I haven't watched any of this kind of new crop of them are they self contained enough that I can just watch it
2: Uh, to an extent yes but I think this one specifically does have ties to the earlier ones so you might be better off doing a, a watch through if even only like four and five
0: yeah I was I, I don't think I I've only ever seen I've only ever seen the first one and I've only seen it once so yeah. I was thinking I might rewatch all of them but that's so much time like I might no, just pick up
2: just do those three ghost protocol rogue nation and then this one you should be you okay. should have enough yeah, I, to... I, I,
0: I'll I'll try and watch those
2: two I have n- I have not seen two or three okay I've seen I saw the first one 15 years ago or 20 yeah, like years that ago. Time. Uh and then I saw 4, 5 and 6. And, you know, you you can more or less piece together what's going on then. Um it's very good. I I think it relies a little bit less on being a, a like action set piece movie which is what Mission Possible kind of has become um Mission Possible used to be all about subterfuge and everyone's wearing fucking masks and no one's who they seem they are and twists and turns and every five minutes um but it's really more become kind of a uh almost like a Fast and Furious style franchise where it's about it's about the big memorable action set pieces and this one definitely has uh one of those towards the end that was extremely good um I don't think it's it's surprising anyone say that as a Mission Impossible movie, it's also very convoluted, like almost to its detriment. Where there's just a few too many conveniences and twists and turn. You know, there's one twist that towards the end I think was very well done, but aside from that, it's just got too much stuff going on that you almost have to be paying attention to keep yourself from getting confused by it. But. um I would say it's not as good as Ghost Ghost Protocol. That's still my favorite one. Um, But I'd say it's probably on about the same level as Rogue Nation, uh, if not a little bit less. Like, Rogue Nation has some scenes that I really, really enjoy. But um, that trilogy of Mission Impossible 4, 5, and 6, that's a really solid action trilogy. And um, you could do far worse than to watch those movies. Uh, And then closing up, I watched uh, a movie called You Are Never Really There. Um, which came out last year. I don't know if you guys have seen it with Joaquin Phoenix. No. It's um, it's a very arty uh, movie in which Joaquin Phoenix plays like um a contract, not killer, but someone who will hunt down people of a specific kind. I don't want to talk too much about the plot, otherwise it's kind of a spoiler. Um, it's the kind of movie that I would normally. Really like along the, the kind of the lines of good time, which I talked about that I loved the other week, uh, mm-hmm. and yet I for whatever reason I like, just couldn't really connect to it, um, or or you know get immersed in it. I I found that like um like a ghost story, the first thirty minutes or so were very very slow, uh, and then it kind of picks up. It's, it's a very brutal movie. I think if you if you read any review of it, you'll probably have the word brutal in it. Um. But I don't know. I just I, although I liked it and I I I really can appreciate a lot of the good things about it, I just felt very detached from it, and I don't know that the ending I found that that satisfying. Um. So even though I would give it like a seven or an eight out of ten, I couldn't help but feel kind of disappointed by it because I'd seen, like, extremely good reviews for it almost from everyone that I know who's seen it, and I don't know. I just I didn't love it. It was it was you know objectively very good and yet it missing something that I like that other movies like Good Time had um so I don't know it's very short but it's it's slow and it's it's mm, I don't know I can't I still I can't quite put my finger on why I didn't enjoy it like I enjoyed those other movies but I didn't um Sorry, just sorry. Joaquin Phoenix is really good in it, to be fair. Yeah, he usually is. He's he's got a weird Trent Seven body though these days. Um
0: Well he's not he's he, he's not an athlete. You know. No,
2: although to be fair, Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise does <laughs> sprints for about five straight kilometres at one point in it. Um <laughs> very fit man. Um uh,
0: that's tough with those little legs as well.
2: Yeah, maybe he maybe he only ran five centimeters, but it was just the scale.
0: <laughs> it's camera trickery. It's very well done.
2: <laughs> That's the thing about the Mission Impossible movies as well is the the fact that Tom Cruise does so many of his stunts himself is kind of what makes the set piece more impressive than it would otherwise be. You know? Like when you watch the making of like Ghost Protocol and, and he's actually the one climbing on the outside of the the building in, in Abu Dhabi. That's kind of what makes the set pieces kind of spectacular is that it's not a stuntman doing quite a lot of it. Um, but yeah, they're all the movies I watched this week.
1: Best is that of, everything?
2: Yeah. yeah. Movies!
1: movies! Joe, talk to me about Oh, movies. well, movies. Barry. So I watched a few of them. Okay. Um, I watched a little movie called "The Curious Tale of Benjamin Button." I think that's. Okay. Button, right? So, case, long-term listeners, will what?
2: Curious Case of Benjamin Button, isn't it? Uh, I, don't I don't
1: know. I just called it. Up. I just called it Benjamin Button, and then there's yeah. other words to it. Yeah. Um, so, long-term listeners will remember that I, after completing uh, my Tom Hanks marathon, uh, moved on to David Fincher's filmography oh yes um, because he's only done 10 movies so that's a lot and I'd seen uh, eight of them <laughs> so it was a lot more achievable um, so I finally this was the 10th film the one the only one that hadn't watched which was uh, the Benjamin Button uh, which stars Brad Pitt as this little fella what's born an old baby um, <laughs> which is a bit weird yeah um, yeah so it comes out and he's all he's a baby old so he's got like arthritis and cataracts and stuff yeah so it's a bit weird but they they look after him and he gets older and then he's about probably 6 or 7 and he's he's an old man but he's gotten bigger yeah right so it's weird because he's this little fellow in a wheelchair but <laughs> he's not actually that old and then, so basically, that keeps happening. But when he's he old, getting...
2: Joe, or you, when he's six or seven and he's old, does he have <laughs> the brain of an old man or the brain of, a like, a six-year-old? Because I've I uh, not seen this movie, so I'm curious.
0: Does he, does he come out of the womb going, the kids these days, when they're born, they're screaming and crying? I'm just trying to get some tit milk.
1: No, I think that's just, he does have the mind of Babby. Okay. Um, not of old fella. So... It's interesting because you're looking at him and you're going, "Hang on, this is an old fella," but then, from his perspective, he's a child. Yeah. You know? yeah. so it's interesting. It's interesting.
2: So, what, any... what,
1: what are
0: the laws? What are the laws of fucking Benjamin Button? Like, what's, at what point is he allowed to fuck? <laughs> well,
1: that's what's interesting because at one point, when he's about I don't know seven or something, and he he sees this seven-year-old girl, you know, very kind of pretty seven-year-old girl. Oh, he's God. like, oh, I'll never forget the day that I first saw her, and I was like, oh, hang on, because <laughs> he looks like an old fella, and he's fancy. Does his
2: dad kids. had to say to him that he's got to start growing hair where hair wasn't before? And he looks down; he's already got a big grey wig. Hang right? on, yeah, that...
1: he's going. Hang on, I've got less hair.
2: He's got a Gandalf the Grey going on already. He's
0: looking, he's looking at this seven-year-old girl, and he just looks like fucking
1: Michael D Higgins, basically. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's a bit odd. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> he goes and works on a boat for a bit. And he's getting taller and younger. Yeah. Um, and then he goes away somewhere. And then he meets the little girl again. And she's now. I don't Peter Fitter. She's 20 or something. But now he's like, what, 60, you know? Yeah. So they're getting actually, oh, hang on. That's more acceptable. And then <laughs> he, he goes off somewhere else. I can't remember what happened, but he goes off, and then he gets younger, and yeah. younger, and then at one point it's like, oh hello, sexy Brad Pitt's turned up. Yeah, turns out the little old baby—it's only Brad Pitt. So <laughs> he's all handsome and that, and then he meets up with the girl who's now Kate Blanchett. Yeah, um, and she's a ballet dancer, and then they get together and they have this romance, and they're the—you they're, know—they're the same age briefly because they're sort of meeting in the middle. Yeah so they're both in their like 30s 40s whatever so they have a thing and then but the thing is right he keeps on getting younger so um he goes sort of past puberty the other way yeah becomes a little boy
2: dick shrivels up
1: so obviously at that point now she's the paedophile so (laughs) he's like hang on this is no good I'm gonna have to go away and then yeah he goes away and eventually becomes a little baby yeah. Um and then yeah, that's it. Well, um
2: but what happens over the end? Does it go back up to the, nice, the lady no, and yeah. in, back into the daddy's she back into the daddy's him. sack at the end of it or what?
1: Oh pop pop baby in Fanny. <laughs> 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 no no,
2: that's Does she have no. a, a nineteen hour popping the baby back in
1: labour? <laughs> oh, oh God. Um, yeah that was it and so it's, it was interesting I quite enjoyed <laughs> they're it just, but... they're just
2: looking at his head peeping out they're like wait the fuck oh, is he not
1: going in wait oh, oh god um, yeah it was a bit like Forrest Gump but without any of the funny bits or Tom Hanks Right. so I wouldn't like give it a big recommendation but it's not what not is bad. the point of the film well, outside outside interesting, of he de-ages. interesting you ask that Paul, because I'm not entirely sure right, I think it's something to do with like relationships or loss. yeah. That you know what themes because i feel like the like I, that
2: kind of movie can't just be about a man who ages backwards there has to be something going on there has to be something Well, I, 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 it.
0: I never saw but i always assumed it was kind of a thing like forrest gumpers it's like oh look at his life you know he had this crazy life
1: it oh. is yeah a bit of it is like that but i think it's about relationships as well and how yeah.
0: you should be allowed to by fuck I, kids
1: by yeah. Have, yeah yeah by oh,
0: having please, you know, don't, please of... don't please don't cancel all my Great projects I have in the pipeline for saying, oh, it's a great movie about oh, fucking kids.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna isolate that clip for Barry going. Ah no, kids, so
1: context. He'll be ruined. Oh no. Um. Yeah. And I think it highlights kind of the nature of relationships and how they change throughout our life, but by making him go younger rather than older, it kind of yeah. highlights that. But any, I don't know. Kate is
2: probably looking with. Licking her lips going, Oh, this is getting I'm getting a good deal out of this here. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was alright. That was good. that's fine. I then watched Um I Love You Man, which is um a kind of Apatow esque comedy from quite a while ago. I think it's two thousand nine. It's quite an old one actually. Right. Um but it stars Paul Rudd and uh your man there, I can't remember his name. Uh the big fella, oh, what's his name? Oh, that guy. Um, let me look it up. Uh, Undertaker. Uh, <laughs> the big uh, man. J- K- Jason K- Siegel. Jason Siegel. Oh, yeah. Okay. The big fella. He's in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And all
2: that, he all is. He's very good.
1: Um, anyway, this was really funny. I thought, I kind of never bothered watching it because I thought, oh, that looks crap. But then I watched it and it's yeah, actually really funny. And I, I like the story. So it's um, Paul Rudd's getting married. And he needs a best man, but he doesn't have a lot of male friends. Yeah, And he's a bit like, oh, I need to make some more male friends so that I've got, you know, best man and all that. So he goes out and tries to meet all these men, and they're all mad. Then he meets uh, old Jason Siegel and they become good friends. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, lots of funny things happen. So that was really funny. Made me I laugh need to check that out. I didn't realize
2: that that was as good as you've been saying. I, I will have to watch that So on one of my trips to work.
1: Yeah, it's good. It is good to overlook. Mm. Well, so I give that a thumbs up. Um, and then I watched a couple of old movies, movies I've seen before. I watched L.A. Confidential, which is noir thing, Kevin Spacey, uh, Russell Crowe, Guy Pierce, which is very, very good, one of those Oscars. You probably already know about that.
2: I, I, I don't know why, but I always mix up L.A. Confidential with Cruel Intentions.
1: Oh. I don't know why,
2: I don't know why. *Crown Tensions is the one with Sarah Michelle Gellar, am I right? Yeah. And yeah. Ellie, Ellie Confidential is like, is Michelle Pfeiffer
1: that? Mm, or nah, someone, my... oh, B-
2: Basinger, yeah, yeah. I don't know why, I always mix those two up. I don't mix the ma- the movies up, but the names, specifically. Okay. Okay, I, I need to right. work on separating well,
0: well, wait, hang on, what's the difference between mixing the movies up and mixing the names up? If you call the movie by the wrong name, you've mixed the movies up.
2: No, what I mean is, I don't... Confu- if you say it to me, "Oh, that movie that Sarah Michelle Geller is in," I I know that movie, but the name of it, I will sometimes call the wrong name. That's all. Mm. I guess it's in Hairsbury. <laughs> do do, do <laughs> you want me to just concede to you? I don't know what you want. Bro. Yes. Okay, <laughs>
1: you win. <laughs> <laughs> god okay right is that moving off for this week I, what i mean I, is I, if I, you say
2: to me a name i don't know which movie you're talking about is what i mean okay okay
1: Go on. i also watched i also watched the social network by david fincher that's... about 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 facebook creation of facebook um yeah good good film that's obviously. a good movie that's a good movie um Seems almost quaint now because that was made quite a while ago as well. And it, now,
2: I before Facebook 10, was the worst nine. thing.
1: Yeah. ever. Facebook had like a hundred million users instead of three billion or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, really good film. They should do a sequel. <laughs> oh yes! Oh my
0: god! But it has to be Fincher again.
1: Yeah, Fincher, Zuckerberg. Uh, not Zuckerberg. What's his name? The fella, Jesse. Yeah, um, uh, Jesse Eisenberg.
2: Yeah, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. Army yeah, Hammer as well. A-
1: yeah, Army Hammer's back. And, yeah. Timberlake. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Social Network's really uh, yeah, good. Really good. Well,
2: that's really good. I really, really like
1: really that good. movie. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, oh. That's oh.
0: many movies. Jesus, so many that movies. That is the movies. Lots of movies this week. Big movie guff week here. Uh, no emails this week. So we can just jump straight into the newest, the hottest quiz in all Of pro wrestling podcasting, it is of course. uh, Excuse me. It is of course. (laughs) It is of course wrong. (coughs) The truth killings. For I didn't do that on purpose. By the way, that burp just came out of nowhere. I was not. I did not deliberately burp into the microphone. Anyway, (laughs) wrong. The truth killings. Paul, take it away.
2: So, for those who don't know what wrong the truth killings is. (laughs) <laughs> He's an old wrestler who wrestles now under the name of R-Truth. <laughs> uh, on, on the Smackdown brand, I believe. Uh, no, it's a quiz we do now. One of our... The newest in our in our long lineage of quizzes that we do for a while and then get tired of. Uh, wrestler 20 Questions. Dwayne Johnson Busters. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, damn. Wrong The Truth Killings is a new one where I give the lads... Uh, Five iterations of some kind of topic, and they have to decide: are they uh, made up, wrong, or are they in fact real things? The truth killings. Um, we did last week indie shows, okay, and one of those shows, which was real, which was the truth killings, was PWA. Red, white, and bruised, okay, so what we have this week, the topic is people who wrestled on that card, <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna give you the name of a wrestler, and you tell me, is that a real wrestler, or are they made up, and they all have wrestled on this card, by the way, that's where I took the names from, okay, 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 um so. We'll start off with number one. And again, there's no uh, order. No one goes first. Barry and Joe can both pick the same answer. They can pick different answers. We take, we take the answers, and then we go through them at the end, and we see who is the winner. Yeah. So we'll start off with a nice, easy one here, okay? Randy, and then it, in inverted commas, the Ooh. rowdy hillbilly. <laughs> That's Randy... The Rowdy Hillbilly. Hillbilly is not included in the inverted commas.
0: Oh, no. So, well, that's his, that's his uh, family name. That
2: is his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Randy Hillbilly, the Rowdy one.
0: Um, I will say that is the truth.
1: Joe? Uh, I think I prefer Randy the Rowdy Hillbilly to Rowdy the Randy Hillbilly. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's terrifying. I'm going to say... Uh, the truth killings.
2: So they're both saying that that is the truth killings. Number two. The wrestler's name is in inverted commas, Mister Center of the Earth. <laughs> Jimmy Fahrenheit. Ah! ah,
1: ah, ah. Uh, f- <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say wrong. That's that's got to be wrong.
2: Wrong, they're both saying wrong on that one.
1: Oh dear.
2: Okay. Wrestler number three No first name here, okay? okay. In inverted commas the Irish hitman
1: Lafferty <laughs> Lafferty Um hmm. I'm gonna i I'm gonna say wrong. Harry.
0: Uh, I'm going to say the truth killings on that one.
2: Okay. So there we have a divergence there. Number four, in inverted commas, the big deal, King Spades.
1: <laughs> King Spades? That can't um, be real. I'm going to go wrong.
2: Just saying that that is wrong.
0: The big deal, King. Uh, I'm going to say the truth killings on that one as well.
2: Okay, and that takes us to our. Final wrestler. In inverted commas. Mister Five Star
1: Gary Gandhi <laughs> These are all terrible if they're real. Uh I say the truth killings.
0: Uh yeah, I'll say the truth killings as well on that one.
2: Okay. So let's go through the results. Number one, Randy. The Rowdy, Hillbilly, Barry and Joe both said that that was the Truth Killings. And you're both correct. That is, in fact, a wrestler. I think he wrestled in the main event for the... Uh, okay. I don't know whether he's still the PWA champion, but he was wrestling uh, in the main event for the belt. I don't know if he's good or not. Uh, that's one point <laughs> each there. Uh, number two, we had Mr. Center of the Earth... Jimmy Fahrenheit. Barry and Joe both said that that was wrong. Incorrect. That is a wrestler who was on the card. Oh my god. Oh, nice. Mr. Fahrenheit. No, Mr. Center of the Earth, Jimmy Fahrenheit. Shit. Oh my god. Is his name. Uh, so no points there. Um, The Irish hitman, Lafferty. Uh, Barry said that, that was true. And Joe said that that was wrong. Barry is right because that was no. a wrestler on the card. Nice. He's apparently five foot nine. He's from Belfast, Lafferty. Okay. Five foot nine, twenty-eight stone, is what he's built as. Jesus. I don't know what, what's that like three four hundred pounds or something
0: yeah I was like do you have a picture of this guy or yes he,
2: you, he's, there's pictures of them on the PWA website
0: okay he I'm does not look, look like he's 28 stone okay
2: just google the Irish so Hitman it? Lafferty and you'll find him okay. uh, number four the big deal King Spades Barry said that that was true Joe said it was wrong Joe you are correct on this one that is a made up wrestler who does not exist yeah. yeah. Um. But the big deal sounds like a nickname that a wrestler would have, and then I tried to make it based on cards. So the There's f-
0: a there. fellow who works OTT called the Big Deal.
2: Oh yeah, of course.
0: Gavin well, Fitz. Um. Yeah, this guy. I don't know. He he looks. It, they've obviously inflated his weight a little bit for because it's kayfabe, brother. But yeah, he looks like a big boy. Yeah. Uh, get him in the tivity, Joe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Irish hitman Lafferty. That's who we need. Yeah, from he, the Premier Wrestling Alliance.
0: Jordan's title reign.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then the final answer Mr. Five Star Gary Gandhi is real. So it's another three all draw. We still don't oh. have a winner.
0: Yeah. Me and Joe were just too good. We're sort of equally shite. If you want to <laughs> go
2: over to, I'll give them a little plug here pwaohio.com slash pwa dash stars. You can see on their roster page uh, Gary Gandy. You can see all the hillbilly boys. They have a wrestler called Juan Crazy Hillbilly who is a, a man with a luchador mask on and dungarees. You can see Lafferty. You can see Randy the rowdy hillbilly. <sighs> Anyway, so that was this week's Wrong The Truth Killings. We're yet to have a winner.
0: I I like that quiz. I think that's a fun quiz.
2: So still, the score is near And I I threw that quiz together after we started recording today, so that's how much effort is (laughs) required to make it.
0: Well done. Well well,
2: done. So we'll have another one next week mm we'll, if we keep having draws, we might need to start changing the rules they maybe can't pick the same one, but nevertheless, three all three all that's the, so the current tally is six six, I guess uh, uh,
0: okay, so
2: uh, we'll jump
0: in here to the wrestling news this week uh a We've sad news to kick off the the, the wrestling off next year, including one story that I think is still developing. So uh, Nikolai Volkov uh, passed away, uh, obviously a legendary uh, heel, sort of 1980s WWF. Uh, Brickhouse Brown passed away, I so I'm not at all familiar with myself personally. And there was a report today that Brian Christopher had either died or was in critical condition. Um, Brian Christopher, obviously the son of Jerry Lawler, one half of Too Cool. Uh, there was then confirmation that he had passed away from a few different people. Dave Meltzer tweeted as such, a few other people. The A local paper, literally as we were starting to do this show, a local paper uh, wrote that he is in critical condition, which was the original story that came out. So, so, so unfortunately, we're kind of in one of those weird positions where we don't really know what the status but it, it's pretty grave either way i mean I, I got the vibe from the stories that were saying he was not yet uh dead that it was kind of a uh a say your goodbyes uh, type situation um uh, for his family so 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 that's kind of ongoing uh by the time you, by the time you hear this there'll, there'll probably be confirmation out one way or the other but um i think Ryan christopher is a uh a talent that i think speaks to a very specific generation a fan, something that I think we we fit into, which is, if you were having your formative years during the year 2000 as a wrestling fan,
2: mm.
0: um, Too Cool are a massive, massive part of your your formative years, and your nostalgia for that era. I know he certainly is to me. I mean, Too Cool were genuinely no exaggeration. I think I talked about this on the show specifically Scotty, but 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 also too, too Cool as a unit were like one of my favorite things about wrestling when I started watching it. They were just the
2: best. I always, I was, I was more of a grandmaster sexy man than a sky too high man. Really? So, yeah. But he had the, he
0: had, he had the goggles, you know. He, he had, had the goggles, goggles
2: and, he had... and he had the little dance coming down the ramp that I quite liked. And
0: he had the, uh, the top rope drop kick, or the, the uh, leg drop rather. Yeah. Um, what else did he have? He, <laughs> that, that was about uh, it. Um, he did the, yeah, he did the Steve Blackman tag team after, after, uh, uh Scotty got injured. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, no, they were they were really great. Um, I feel like I saw someone mention this today with regards to to Too Cool and 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 how maybe some people don't appreciate how over they were to to the Casuals back in the day. I saw someone make the point that uh, uh, breaking them up was one of the bigger mistakes WWE made uh, uh, way back when, and I I would I would kind of agree. But also, if you recall, um, uh, what led to the Blackman thing was uh, Scotty got like a really horrible ankle injury and was out for like a year. Hmm. Um, so, so they they unfortunately kind of <clears throat> first of all, Rikishi turned on them at their peak because he had to do the, the heel thing, and then after that, Scotty got injured and, and he was gone for an extended period of time. And I think, uh, thanks to a classic Lance Storm obituary, I think by the time uh, Scotty had returned, Grandmaster had been outed for his many, um issues that he had throughout the years Landstorm, Storm of course tweeted another one of his classic I, I didn't know this guy I don't really have anything to say R.I.P. I want to run to you um <laughs> one of those tweets but in that he mentioned that that he debuted the night uh Brian Christopher was fired from WWF in 2001 so uh so yeah and actually I, I, I seem to recall he was on the first TNA show doing the Grandmaster Sex A character I think um different music a different name obviously but mm-hmm. um uh, I, I distinctly remember seeing footage either of that first show or one of those early weekly pay-per-view shows where he was in his that black and white like cow pattern uh outfit but yeah uh, really really horrible circumstances uh uh surrounding his situation he was in prison for a dui and evading arrest and uh he, he hung himself um so uh, extremely extremely uh grim circumstances so yeah uh real shame uh yeah uh anyone any any takes on nikolai volkov just not a not someone i'm i'm obviously i'm aware of but not someone i, I watched a lot of for my time no yeah
1: strong. Strong. i have yeah. nothing to add
0: yeah, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and talk about the extent to which we didn't know him, but uh,
1: yeah. Although I had heard of him, and unlike uh, the other fellow that passed away, Brickhouse Brown, who yeah, apparently was in the WWF back in the day, but I, I'm not familiar with his work. Hmm. But uh, yeah, three three all going in the space of about an hour. That was...
0: Yeah. So um, yeah, and that's and also. Uh... Trevor Lee's father, who was a founding member of Omega way back when, the Hardy Boys uh, backyard indie fed. Um, so, uh, a pretty bad day for wrestling uh, mm. across the board. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll move on to other uh, uh, stories there now. Uh, the uh, As expected, we talked about the tease of it last week, but WWE uh, confirmed the all-women's pay-per-view um, uh, for October Uh, It's called Evolution, because of course it It has to have some kind of shitty name like that. (laughs) Um, And I believe they have confirmed all their titles are going to be defended, including an NXT UK women's title. Um, I think that's confirmed. So uh, yeah, not really uh, much to say about it beyond that. It's uh, announced for October. So October is now uh, Woke Wrestling Month, because also that's when we have Defiant 2, Paul. Um, uh, Mm -hmm. OTT confirmed this week that they are doing a second all-women's show in october with uh jordan grace and and semi jane and a lot of other people um so yeah naturally this got a lot of people annoyed well do you know
2: what else they do in october go on breast cancer awareness month with the pink ropes
0: oh no oh oh they're gonna have all pink ropes for this Mm. oh no actually no i I don't think they will that would be that would be beyond patronizing even for them but anyway
2: i just want to say that Uh, i i love women all right <laughs> and and, and it's in, me, man is one, and sure. my girlfriend's one. So how can I? How can I hate women? How
1: can I hate women? Um,
2: but for that month where they're shiting on about uh, Coleman, Susan G. Coleman, and how progressive they are for having an all-women show, I might just submerge my head in a tin of paint for that whole month.
1: Yeah. Rather than listening. Well, this I mean, I, al-
0: I already don't watch Raw, so it's
1: like you know. Yeah, I'm already doing my bit by not watching any of it. Uh, Just close
2: down Twitter for the whole month, maybe.
1: Yeah. Mm. Or, yeah. Yeah, the thing that annoyed me about it is the way they take this very kind of self-congratulatory approach to it. Well, they've been doing uh, that for years now, though. But it's like they... They're in complete control of their product. They're not fighting against the establishment to have an all women's pay per view. It's not like, oh my God, we did it. We convinced the powers. Yeah, that they they, they be haven't to done it because which... they haven't done it before. They, they haven't done it because before they used to think women were just TNA for, for decades until they realized <laughs> that they could make money out of having women wrestlers on the show. Yeah. Yep. And now they've decided to do it. And it, it's like, and I saw people saying, you know, okay, TNA had an all women's pay per view years ago but that was just to fulfill obligations or whatever but you know it's not as if WWE are doing this to strike some kind of fucking march for women's rights it's to make money it's exactly the same yeah, thing and millions of other promotions have had all women's shows over the years it's like fine good they're doing it but you know it's not historic really
2: I, would, I like to think that they they are if not at least partially doing it for the right reasons you know but I think, as you said, the way they go about it, the, just the the self back patting is kind of what mm. is is the most annoying thing about it. You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <clears throat> I mean, the fact that they're doing it is, you know, admirable in one sense. But the fact that it's such every time is they they wheel out all the women onto the ramp so Stephanie McMahon can get her little clap from everyone, yeah. and the heels and the baby faces stand side by side and hug each other and cry and it's so almost like anti what wrestling is supposed to be you know it's it's, yeah it's almost like canon breaking you know
0: i can almost i can almost make my peace with stephanie being the one to announce it like because she is you know a the top female executive in the company, and all this other stuff, and you probably should have a big announcement for it. I, I can, I can accept all of that if I must. I would, I would much rather they do an angle where they have several women's feuds going at once, and Stephanie who isn't that raw every week. She's like forced to come and she's living and she says, we're going to solve this on pay-per-view. All women, you know, something like that. I feel like that's what they would do 20 years ago if they were debuting this concept. (laughs) Linda McMahon
2: will come out and do it without an an ounce of charisma. These women are too out of control.
0: So they will have a match on...
2: Evolution.
0: It's just them having matches. But... um. (laughs) I can make my peace with, with, with that, but yeah, it's like it's standing on the stage and just, it's so... And it's also so the p- fact
2: that Stephanie otherwise is portrayed as a hated heel.
0: Oh yeah, her and Triple H out there making the announcement. Yeah, like... Are oh they- my god. Mm. But anyway, it's like it's one of those things, though, where we can complain about. it. But it's like I'm torn. I think I think, as, as you both said, kind of torn between like being annoyed at the way they do it, and but also like just be thankful that it's happening at the very least. Um. Uh. So so that's something. I think. I mean, obviously, at the moment they have you know a a, a pretty weak you know champion on the SmackDown side. But I think if if Carmella loses at SummerSlam and it's Becky versus somebody at this show for the Smackdown belt Ronda versus somebody for the Raw belts the, they've said the May Young final is going to be at this thing so mm-hmm. that should be good that'll probably involve you know I you'd imagine that that'd involve Io Shirai and, and someone else uh an nxt uk belt you know which maybe be or sorry an nxt and also then a women's uk uh belt so like you know Shayna baszler in a match uh i don't know who would be the tony storm maybe in a match. you know if they load it up right it could be really really great i mean obviously i think if they were just doing raw and smackdown i don't know that they'd have the depth for the show to be good they, they should still do it obviously but um i think i think there's enough diversity across the 10 million hours of live programming this company produces um, I think I think there's definitely enough depth there for this to be a good show so um, yeah like yourselves I probably won't be watching the build to it because I wouldn't be able to stomach it but I'll probably watch the show itself um, so yeah so uh, watch that speaking of WWE obviously the WWE UK uh, uh, tapings are ongoing as we speak they were on yesterday they were on today uh not a whole lot newsworthy on it from what I've seen. Dave Mastiff seems to be getting a big monster push. Uh he's like squashing people in seconds. Um,
2: the only, if, the only well, thing I've heard about it is that apparently Johnny Saint is not, is not good. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well he's about a hundred years old to be fair, so uh Um yeah, so he's he's the GM, he's apparently not very good. Um, also, fucking, anyone who does not have a contract with any pre-existing organization has showed up at this thing. Between this and World of Sport, it's like there's nobody now who isn't tied down. Eddie Dennis showed up, Millie McKenzie, uh, um, yeah. like, Millie McKenzie is younger than anyone they've ever signed and put on television in since, like, Paige. Like, because I feel like they don't put 18-year-olds on television anymore because, you know, for obvious, like, you know, uh, experience and, and maturity reasons and stuff like that, but obviously, Millie McKenzie is... Very, very highly spoken of. So I'm sure she did great. just absolutely everybody. If you're not already in with World of Sport, you're in with WWE. I mean, that yeah. seems to be the
1: go. I feel like I, I feel like I could get booked at this rate.
0: Yeah, they booked uh, Damien Dunn, the anti-fund police guy, without without his gimmick. that He was in a jobber role. Like as I mentioned, Eddie Dennis, like everyone. I the list of people who are not featured in either of those two programs is very, very small, and a lot of them are people who don't really have television like looks like it's they've really really everyone's getting soaked up um based on the uk tournament this year all the people you'd imagine to get pushed are getting pushed joe coffee zach gibson mm. um, uh, etc jordan devlin got a win but i, I don't know if they're necessarily going to push him but but you know, this is just this is just the first set of tapings to be fair so uh so yeah that's ongoing speaking of british wrestling uh we had a, another return uh, to to the uh, world of sport uh, yesterday. Um, this was so. This is the first of the new full on season that they've taped after that pilot last year. Uh, and uh, did anyone watch it? I watched it. Paul, did you watch it?
2: No, I didn't get a chance to watch, it, unfortunately.
0: Uh, Joe, you were on the chair shot account. Watched.
1: I was. You. Yeah, I watched
0: it live. Gave it a, a live tweet. I thought it. Was okay for the most part. Better than the the pilot, I thought. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, marginally better than the pilot, but actually, was it? I'm not even sure. So I, I
0: I don't know that there was any matches as good as Davy Boy versus Osprey on the the Christmas show.
1: That that's true, but I kind of feel like overall, I don't know if it if the the kind of way it was presented and laid out was as good. Um, that was a longer show though, so they had a bit more time to kind of do a whole story. Yeah, uh, I, I obviously like want this to be successful because I want there to be a big kind of mainstream uh, UK wrestling presence, and I want there, you know, to, somewhere for the guys to be showcased outside of WWE. Um, but it, it's it's not very good, and it feels so dated as well. Um, I mean, mo- most wrestling shows feel dated to be honest apart from yeah. like lucha underground or, or tna when they briefly did that behind the scenes reality style show um but this feels like it feels like 90s like kind of gladiators era in terms of the music and a lot of camera work and stuff it's just it, it doesn't feel like something that would catch your attention if you weren't already a wrestling fan um and a lot of the characters, with with a lot of the talent being signed up by WWE, there was a lot of guys on there who were all right, but not not really s- stars. Yeah. Um. Obviously, really good match, Will Osprey and and David Boy Jr. Um. That was great. But outside of that, the it was a passable tag match. The opener was okay, but there was a really dodgy looking dive spot where the guy nearly broke his neck. Yeah and then a really convoluted finish with the referee missing something and
0: oh that was that was a rubbish way to end your first match of your proper oh, season it really was they oh. should have if it was me I'm putting that um I realised they they wanted to have the opener set up the main event like for storyline purposes but god they should have had the Osprey Davey Boy match because um, it was gr- it was great and there're two guys who the Davey Boy's like big and people know the name and Osprey spectacular and yeah that's that's more of an opener the other thing though you mentioned lucha underground i i thought there was lucha underground aspects to this because the production you it's almost hard to kind of race the davy boy match like you know where is it in like you know match of the year contention it's like kind of like some lucha underground matches it's kind of off floating over away from the venn diagram of all other matches because it's chopped Mm -hmm. shite um it does it, it doesn't quite flow the way you want not because the the workers didn't Flow when they were actually wrestling, but it's edited to a degree where you can tell they're like chopping out extended periods of selling or or transition yeah. moves and um, even even certain sequences that haven't been edited out. There's 10 million camera cuts. It's like Kevin Dunn on speed.
1: <laughs> um, uh, they that's were showing of- so, The funny that was. What- so, sorry Barry, Alex Shane at the beginning when they, when Will Osprey was coming out said something like for the next 10 minutes you're going to see one of the most viral wrestlers in the world and I thought, well, uh, how do you know it's going to be 10 minutes Alex? Yeah. <laughs> giving, weird. Giving
0: the game away there Alex. Um, yeah. Um, yeah and it's like they kept showing replays of like Davy Boy's offense but it was always like the final two seconds of a scoop slam and then Will Osprey selling, like they, they were obviously trying to get him over as yeah. this big and and i think they showed one replay of a cool will osprey move it was just odd this is this is not this is a show where you might get good matches week to week but but just by the nature of how the show's edited don't expect like classics that are going to stick with you for the year-end awards or anything like that um yeah the format was very basic very old school um i think considering they're going for the casual fans and they're trying to you know, cast as wide in it as possible um i don't th- i i was expecting them to do video packages or graphics in like explaining the rules um yeah. but not, that, not that i give a shit but like you know that that opener with the weird count out finish or whatever it was um i feel like that was just like oh they oh this is just a wrestling trope everyone kind of knows this i feel like they didn't properly explain that that was an elimination match either little things like that you know. um there was the, there were some you know traditional pro wrestling backstage interviews with uh, Kip Sabian and stuff, but I could have done with more video packages. Here's here's who this guy is. Here's here's who Grado is. They did not bother to explain who Grado was other than the champion from the taping last year. Um,
1: yeah, and they kept telling us, "Oh, Grado is one of the most popular wrestlers in in the UK and all this thing," but they they never showed it. They never kind of showed like clips of him hmm. doing other stuff or you know being on that Scottish comedy show that he's on or whatever you know what i mean you could you could kind of present these guys as stars even will osprey was kind of it almost taken for granted that i'll oh, just take our word for it that he's this big star where they could they not have got some footage of him wrestling somewhere else or or you know, doing something to introduce him i, I mean he probably
0: almost certainly probably could have gotten new japan footage of, of the ricochet yeah. match and oh here it is here it is with you know i mean you can fake it just fake it. one million yeah. view because it that that match has did get legitimately get millions and millions of views you know N- nothing like that stuff that i feel like wwe or even a decent sized indie would have been able to do um they're doing a women's three way next week for the for the, the to crown the first women's champion in in the entire history of world of sport even even original world of sport um again not so much as a graphic or a video package saying who any of them. Literally just a graphic at the end saying these three are having a match. Like, didn't explain who who uh, any of them are. Um, I think Viper is the only one who's actually on the last show as well. The other two are, are brand new to the audience. So, um, work to be done. Um, but uh, it was okay. Commentary was not great as well. It, get a load of this commentary team. Wade Barrett, who's also the GM. I mean, fine. Fair enough. Alex Shane, fine. He's part of the furniture in British wrestling. If you fucking if if, if it's British wrestling and there's a camera there, he's going to be there. Um, and so Cal Val, for reasons that I don't understand at all.
1: Um. Uh, I, yeah. How did she get on it? She was the only like non-British person on the entire show as well. Maybe the Jeff right, Jarrett,
2: getting... Jeff Jarrett connection, maybe.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, there was TNA Jeff Jarrett Jeremy Borash involvement last time um so maybe she's a hangover from that but yeah she's the only non-british person they didn't bring jim ross back um i don't think the commentary was awful but it was not good um yeah it was possible there was a lot of oh my goodness can you believe a wrestling move Ah!" you know um uh, a lot of that i'll i'll watch it again next week Uh, i it was quick um, and, and easy to digest and it, the production was like alright but again yeah it is that kind of halfway house between like sort of a studio WCW show and Gladiators um, yeah. So, so yeah but look uh, and it, the ratings were not any kind of smash hit but um, it seemed like they were solid enough for them to build on I think they had uh, just under a million viewers um, so so they're going to try and build on that going forward so yeah we will uh, we'll keep an eye and we'll be back um, talking about that next week um uh, I didn't watch NXT this week, but we do have a new NXT champion. Did either of you watch the show?
2: I did. I was
0: what watching. You, what NXT. you make of the show and the change and and all of that?
2: Um show was okay. Adam Cole had a good match early on yeah. against Sean Maluda, who used to was on the Crisway Classic that one time. They had a decent mm. little I mean a squash match ultimately, but a decent little a decent little match. Uh Lacey Evans beat a, a Jabroni I, I don't really care for Lacey Evans, I must say. I think she's very, very generic. Um, and then the main event, yeah, the main event was a really, really great match. Um, Ciampa, of course, won the NXT title after uh, a run-in, a botch run-in from Johnny Gargano. Um, best part of the match, by the way, was um, Ciampa pulled the... Protection mats off the ringside area, so like expose the concrete, like mm. they you know they do a pile driver in the old days or whatever. He's gonna try, he's gonna throw throw tra- tra- uh, Alister Black onto the onto the concrete, and he- what actually ends up happening is the referee, of course, former CZW uh, wrestler Drake Younger, takes uh, a bump, a Mick Foley in his prime esque bump off the apron. Onto the on, onto his back onto the concrete and I, oh my god it took me out of my chair after that absolutely mental um uh, but yeah it was, it was a, a kind of a slow starter but it did develop into a very very good um obviously not necessarily takeaway level match but was it certainly for NXT TV it was a very very good match takeaway take over that was a bit of a Freudian oh. um
0: it was no fish and chips baby.
2: I give it five chicken nuggets out of a possible six. Um, Gargano what came you, out. Um, go on. Gargano came out and grabbed the belt, and Champa was hanging on to it, and Champa let go, and Gargano accidentally struck Black with it, and Champa then hit a, hit a, like a sit-out pedigree and got the pin with her. So new champ.
0: Um, what do you make of Black's title reign in general? Because I've seen a lot of talk that you know. It disappointed. He, you know, he underwhelmed. He was overshadowed by Gargano. I would agree that his thunder was kind of stolen by Gargano and Chapa, But I thought in the ring,
2: his I, matches were great.
0: Really, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I thought his matches with Almost were great. You know, uh, I thought he delivered more or less across the board. I, it's not really his fault that he was positioned the way he was.
2: Well, uh, yeah, the the one that I consider underwhelming was the Lars Sullivan match. But yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, Why you got to do it, Lars Sullivan? Really? Yeah. And I thought he had like an okay match with them To be fair. Um, yeah,
0: maybe, maybe the finish fucked up but other than that it was fine yeah when well, he
2: missed him because that was Sullivan's fault that wasn't Aster Black's fault that one yeah um yeah no I, I'm a big I I think his promos have been weak I, the whole fade to black thing I think is is a bit lame I'd rather that he was more silent than anything but uh no I, I mean I didn't expect the title change here so that was quite Nice, I guess. Nice to keep people guessing. Um, I mean, it's 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 always weird when I, I think they did one time with uh, Joe. I think one small Joe won the title on a, a non takeover match. Yeah, so I think house that, show, I believe. Yeah, it's odd when they do that, but um. No, it was a really good match. I can't complain. So if we're going to get a rematch down the line or maybe Gargano involved, that'll probably be a hell of a match as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It, it is a match that I would almost recommend people go out of the way to watch because it was, it was very, very good.
0: Yeah, and so uh, uh, that's, I think that's the, the rest of the week. Uh, did you watch the, uh, the Walter Devlin hype video from OTT? Yes. God, it's great is grace
2: very good and i love the uh the kind of attraction is getting outside of the typical circle circle yeah and yeah. deservedly so uh, it's ex- really great
0: it got like two thousand views on youtube and like five on vimeo five five thousand i mean oh. um, <laughs> no, no,
2: it's, five. no it's
0: weirdly doing better on vimeo i think but i think maybe because people like high quality to watch it well
2: i think that the, the tweet initially linked to the vimeo video didn't there? oh the yes, YouTube,
0: yes yes yeah so. it got it was like it was on like the front page of squared circle on reddit for a while like yeah it genuinely it genuinely a partnering up with those lads is like one of the best things OTT's done in in years they, they yeah. do fantastic work it really makes them look a cut above um uh, everyone else, yeah, and I've seen I've seen people who have never watched a second of OTT in their life say that this has got them hyped. It's it was a fantastic production. If you haven't seen it, check out just uh, uh, just search o- uh, over the top wrestling Walter Devlin on YouTube, and it's probably one of the top results. Yeah. Um, really, really, really fantastic. Um, they had a lot of announcements actually this week because we, we could talk. But we mentioned Defiant Two in October. Yeah. Uh, similar similar line up to the first one: Jordan Grace coming back, uh, Katie Harvey, Sammy Jane. Alana um, Austin. Uh, I'm not so sure about that.
2: was um, <laughs> did I give her my worst match of the year? I think last year. Um, like,
0: yeah, that was that was worse than the Nevada match, wasn't it? Ugh, that, match. That, that was a
2: stinker of a match. I'm afraid.
0: Yeah. So well, we'll see. I've never. I've not heard anyone say. Oh, I just saw a great Lana Austin match in the in the year since. So I'm not holding my breath for anything special. But um, but yeah, and there's more names to be announced. So that's good. Um, they are. That's a Sunday show, um, and they confirmed that the saturday they've announced a lot of shit so they they announced defiant they said the saturday is also a show that's going to be their uh, anniversary show their fourth anniversary and they haven't said where it is but they've confirmed it's not the tivoli yeah. so that's gonna be a weird weekend so saturday anniversary not in the tivoli sunday defiant yes in the tivoli so uh, if you missed if you missed the July show and you want you don't want to miss any further opportunities to go to the Tivoli Theater, uh, Two to be there. Um, what else did they do? They were teasing for a while that they were going to do a show on September thirtieth, and then they confirmed yesterday, yeah, yesterday that they are doing a show on on September thirtieth. They're calling it Fan Appreciation Night, and uh, old Luther Ward. He's bigging it up. He is saying he's got some big shit lined up. And Paul, let me tell you something right now, right? I I would hate to be out the eighty quids that I paid for flights already. But let me tell you, I will if if this is if this is Pentagon and Phoenix, right? <laughs> it's just just to guess because he's re- he's he's building it up. So I think I think he's got someone huge for this show. Could okay? be the rock. He hasn't, he hasn't. He hasn't. Well, if it's the Rock, you you have to do sure. Rogue, uh, I'll you, sh- you. I'll
2: show him my letterbox. <laughs> what skyscraper in eight lad? Come on, retweet me
0: for are And 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 it, that'll have to be. Uh, dare I say you could do the National Stadium with the Rock? But I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but he's he's really giving it the the hard sell on Twitter. The names going to be announced next week. I think it might be Pentagon. It might be I know Bobby Gunn's someone a lot of us who went to Sixteen Carat were begging for after we saw him. He's got to have someone big. Let me tell you, right, right. I will cancel my accommodation for Wembley if this is like Pentagon and someone else huge, because they've they've also progressively, funnily enough, progress have, have chipped away at all interest I have of actually seeing that show in the last few weeks. Um, they announced on their last show that they're not allowed to use uh, licensed music anymore, so they're they're back to using stock themes and and WWE UK themes like, and all this like like
2: that weird two months of OTT where. Which was exactly which that. really
0: hurt the shows. I thought like that's yeah. that's part of the fun of the show and progress progress. I mean that's a huge part of their identity. Um, so they announced that they um, Will Osprey was pulled months ago. Zack Saber Junior was pulled about two weeks ago. Um, they're booking some weird uh, Bound for Glory series fucking thing. To, they still don't have a main event yet. Walter won the title, so Walter will be in the main event. They don't have a challenger for him yet because they're doing something where people have to win three matches in succession to get a title shot. I don't really get that. They're doing uh, the really. I, there's just absolutely nothing on the show. Like I was already before Ott announced this. I was already down on this show after being so excited to finally go to one. Um, but now that Ott have have announced this. I am. I am going to be waiting. I'm going to turn on those uh, fucking what are they? The, the tweet notifications. Like your phone buzzes when someone tweets. Mm. I'm going to turn that on because I am eagerly waiting. I would really rather not cancel my trip. I hope. It, I hope he's overhyping it. and It's fucking Joey Ryan or some shit like that.
2: Um, <laughs> Mick Foley's coming back.
0: If it's, it would make me so happy, and I would not have to cancel anything if it was like fucking Joey Ryan, Mick Foley, and uh, Bull James, uh, and, Tom, <laughs> and Tommy Dreamer are back. Um, David uh, if they...
2: David Starr again. I, I I'm not saying that David Starr is bad, but you don't get me excited in the loins like a, pe- a pentagon and a.
1: That's the other
0: thing as well because you and I, I think you and I have joked as well before about you know what what's the reliable OTT imports? It's like your riddles and your your Mike Bailey's and stuff like that. Yeah. And they they are excellent, but if this show is yeah, David it's like Star, I'll
2: see them next month when they come back again.
0: Yeah, it's like so. So if he's out, like oh, it's oh, uh, you know, get excited. We got David Starr, uh, Mike Bailey, you know, like hey, great, two excellent wrestlers. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cancel my plans for that. If it's if it is Pentagon and 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 you know Phoenix and someone else of that ilk, I'm I'm going to be extreme. I, so I'm I'm actually sharing a room with two other people who are also on the fence about it. Um, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to. Uh, hold some court when these annou- when these announcements are made, but I'm mm. mega down on this Wembley show and super excited. Plus, like I can accept the loss of the flights; I'll still save money not having to travel, stay, eat, and drink in London for two days. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm very conflicted. But yeah, lots of OTT announcements on the uh, on the uh, on the horizon. Um, so yeah, I guess tune in next week to see where I'm at on my uh, uh, my travel plans. But um, yeah. I think that's going to do it for WrestleGoth this week, and I think it is going to be the show. I think that's everything really we've uh, we've discussed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we will be back next week, uh, following up on World of Sport. Hopefully, have a, a definitive kind of answer on the on the Brian Christopher story. Um, uh, you know, probably more OTT news and and, and various other sort of bits and pieces. Uh, maybe I'll have a, a, a Mission Impossible binge watch uh, uh, movie Goth and uh, hopefully we'll have some more wrong uh, the truth killings the quiz that's taking the nation by storm um, yeah so until then folks chairshoppodcast.com Pod Cheershoppod on twitter uh, for any feedback or any more uh, you know back catalog all of this stuff you check that out uh, in the meantime it's goodbye from me Barry Murphy it's goodbye from Joe Towner goodbye and it's goodbye this is goodbye goodbye